the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Anytime you read something like that or you hear a pastor or a teacher say something like that, that there's some natural explanation for all of these plagues that are mentioned here in Exodus, that's someone who doesn't believe the Bible. That's someone who doesn't believe the God of the Bible. That he has the power to do the supernatural. Or that he has the power to do the miraculous. They don't believe God is capable of doing what he says he does. Don't listen to them. Have you ever heard a pastor or even a friend try to explain the miracle of the Bible by giving it a natural explanation? It can be tempting to imagine how those miracles could be explained through science, but that's a dangerous road. In today's message, Pastor Dan will warn you to not listen to those interpretations. When you believe that God's miracles have scientific explanations, you're robbing him of his power. God's word is true, and you can trust that his miracles really happen. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. You have Eliezer, Aaron's son, took for him one of the daughters of Putiel as wife, and she bore him Phineas. Phineas is mentioned here. Uh, Phineas, by the way, is an Egyptian name. It's not a Hebrew name. And Phineas will play an important role in the book of Numbers. He stops the sin in the camp of Israel. He's very zealous for the Lord. He's very zealous for holiness and purity in the camp, and he is the one who deals with the sin in the camp. Now look at verse 26, okay? Look what it says. These are the same Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies or according to their troops. When the children of Israel go out from Egypt, they will not go out in like just disorderly chaos, like refugees fleeing for their lives from a country. They will go out as an army. They will go out as troops. They will go out in an orderly fashion, showing that this is the Lord delivering them. They're not escaping. They're being delivered. God does things decently and in order. And look at verse 27. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. You know what verse 27 is saying? These are the ones. These are the guys God used. 
No Ivy League education, no advanced degrees, no experience in world politics or diplomacy or leadership. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, the most powerful man in the world. These are the ones who led Israel out of Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. You've got the right LinkedIn page. These are the guys. They just don't look like they're the guys. These are the guys (laughs) that God used to redeem his people from slavery. And so it came to pass, verse 28, on the day that the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I have said to you. But Moses said before the Lord, behold, I'm of uncircumcised lips. And how shall Pharaoh heed me? This is the seventh time Moses protests. But God doesn't give up on Moses, just like he doesn't give up on us. When we doubt, when we question, when we protest, he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. Calling of God is irrevocable. And then chapter 7, verse 1, So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother shall be your prophet. You know, what you say to Pharaoh will come to pass. You will bring judgment on Pharaoh. And so you will be like God to Pharaoh. And Aaron will be your prophet. A prophet speaks for God to the people. A prophet is different from a priest. A priest speaks for the people to God. A prophet speaks for God to the people. Aaron will be a prophet speaking for God to Pharaoh. Verse 2, you shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron your brother shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of his land, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. As I mentioned in a previous study in the book of Exodus, ten times we read that Pharaoh hardened his own heart toward God, and ten times we read, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And when it speaks of God hardening Pharaoh's heart, it means God made firm what was already in Pharaoh's heart. Please understand this. Because sometimes people see that and they think, well, that's unfair, that God would harden Pharaoh's heart. Well, listen, it's not like Pharaoh was open to God or seeking God or desired to obey God. Or that Pharaoh was loving and kind to the people of God and was willing to let the Israelites go, but then God hardened Pharaoh's heart and changed his mind against his will. That would be unfair. But that's not what happened. God simply made firm what was already in Pharaoh's heart. He doesn't change Pharaoh's heart. He makes firm Pharaoh's own decision. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. Verse 4, but Pharaoh will not heed you so that I may lay my hand on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Yahweh when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. Remember, who is Yahweh that I should obey him? 
I don't know Yahweh. The Egyptians shall know that I am Yahweh. And there in verse 5, the word know, they shall know that I am the Lord. It's the Hebrew word means to know by experience. The Egyptians will know who I am by experiencing my judgments. Verse 5 again. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them. Then Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord commanded them. And so they did. And Moses was 80 years old. And Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. Now, most people in their 80s spend their time enjoying their senior discount at IHOP. But not Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron were still engaged in serving the Lord even in their 80s. And I hope that I am able to still serve the Lord when I'm a very old man. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, verse 9, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod, cast it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. Pharaoh will expect Moses and Aaron to offer some proof that their God has sent them by showing a miracle. And so Moses and Aaron went in to Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Now, if you're taking notes here, the word that is used here for serpent, the Hebrew word is not the same word that was used back in chapter 4, When God first had Moses cast down his rod and it turned into a serpent, he told him to pick it up by the tail. The Hebrew word here is different. This is the word tannin, tannin. And why is that important? It's important because Pharaoh had a serpent on his headdress. He had a cobra that was in a position ready to strike. You probably have seen images of Pharaohs with the cobra on their headdress. And the Egyptians believed the cobra protected Pharaoh and the cobra empowered Pharaoh. That's the kind of serpent here. So when he throws his rod down this time, it's going to turn into a cobra, if you will. And so, verse 10, Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh. They did so just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men, plural, so at least two wise men, and the sorcerers, plural, so at least two sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt, so at least two of them, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. And so the wise men of Pharaoh, the sorcerers, the magicians, they all come in and they take their rod and using demonic power, they're able to also make serpents. Now there's a whole lot of snakes in the room. And look what it says next. For every man threw down his rod and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. So Aaron's serpents swallowed up all the other serpents. And that should have been a sign to Pharaoh. This isn't going to work out for you. That little cobra on your hat is not going to protect you. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, as the Lord had said. Now, in verse 14, we come to the first of the ten plagues. 
And the plagues are not random. The plagues are not haphazard. The first nine plagues, remember the tenth plague will be the death of the firstborn, but the first nine plagues are direct judgments on the gods of Egypt. The Egyptians worshipped over 1,500 different gods. Most of them were uh, creatures, created things that they worshipped as gods. And these judgments are directly against those gods that the Egyptians worship. And these judgments show that there is only one God, Yahweh. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Who is Yahweh that I should obey Him? I've never heard of Yahweh. He's not one of our gods. Well, this is going to show that Yahweh is the one true God, and the gods that the Egyptians put their trust in are not really gods at all. Also, also, give me your attention, Pharaoh was considered a god to the Egyptian people. He was considered deity to the Egyptians. And in the minds of the Egyptian people, Pharaoh's responsibility as a god was to protect the land of Egypt from any kind of chaos, any kind of calamity, and maintain order and peace and prosperity in the land for the Egyptian people. That's what Pharaoh provides for us. He provides our peace. He provides our prosperity. He provides our order in our land. These plagues throw Egypt into total chaos and calamity and destruction. And so Pharaoh fails at his duty as king. And these plagues demonstrate that Pharaoh is not a god. He's just a powerless, helpless man. And so the purpose of the Exodus was, number one, to deliver the Israelites and take them to the promised land. But number two, it's to judge the gods of Egypt and to show the Egyptians that there's one God, Yahweh. And so this first judgment is against the Nile River. Again, all of these judgments are against different gods of the Egyptians. The Nile River was worshipped by the Egyptians as a god, it, it was deified. It was known as the god Hapi. Hapi. And archaeologists, listen to this, archaeologists have actually found hymns and worship songs written about the Nile River. Just like we have worship songs about Jesus Christ. The Egyptians had worship songs about the Nile River. And these worship songs praise the Nile River for watering their fields and causing their crops to grow and prospering their nation. The worship songs even praise the Nile River for its sweet fragrance, its sweet smell. 
And most archaeologists believe these worship songs about the Nile River were written by Chris Tomlin. Believe it or not, that guy's been writing worship songs forever. Look at verse 14. So the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refused to let the people go. Notice this, verse 15. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. And you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And the rod which was turned to a serpent you shall take in your hand. Now, Pharaoh goes down to the Nile River in the morning, not to fly fish for shad. He's down there worshiping the Nile. He's making an offering to the Nile River God. And so the Lord tells Moses and Aaron, meet Pharaoh by the Nile River at his morning worship, verse 16. And you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews, Yahweh, God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you would not hear. Thus says Yahweh, by this you shall know that I am Yahweh. Behold, I will strike the waters which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand, and they shall, notice, note this, be turned to blood. And the fish that are in the river shall die. And the river shall stink, and the Egyptians will loathe to drink the water of the river. And then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying to Aaron, Take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their streams, and over their rivers, over their ponds, and over all their pools of water, that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in buckets of wood and pitchers, of stone, verse 20. And so Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord commanded. So he lifted up the rod and he struck the waters that were in the river in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants. And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. And the fish that were in the river died. And the river stank. And the Egyptians could not drink the water of the river. So there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. Note that it says the river was turned to blood. It does not say the Nile River looked like blood. It turned to blood. I say that because there are liberal teachers out there, liberal Bible teachers, who do not believe in the supernatural, who do not believe in the miraculous, and so a divine explanation for this is not a possibility in their minds. And so they attempt to explain away these judgments with a natural explanation. And you will encounter liberal commentaries and liberal teachers who will say, well, the Nile wasn't turned to blood. This is just an algae bloom in the river that killed the fish. And the algae was red. And it made the river look like blood, but it wasn't blood. It's just algae. It says the river turned to blood. In verse 21, it says all the water throughout the land of Egypt was turned to blood, even in the ponds and the streams. Look at the end of verse 19. The water and the buckets and pitchers also turned to blood. Are we to believe there was an algae bloom in the buckets and the pitchers? 
Anytime you read something like that, or you hear a pastor or a teacher say something like that, that there's some natural explanation for all of these plagues that are mentioned here in Exodus, that's someone who doesn't believe the Bible. That's someone who doesn't believe the God of the Bible. That he has the power to do the supernatural. Or that he has the power to do the miraculous. They don't believe God is capable of doing what he says he does. Don't listen to them. Don't go to that church. Don't listen to that person on the radio. Don't read their commentary. The Nile was turned to blood. All the water in the land was turned to blood. What the Egyptians worshipped as the giver of life becomes the cause of death. The fish in the river died. The river stank like rotting fish, not to mention blood stinks. And remember, I said in their worship songs, they praise the Nile for its sweet fragrance. Now it stinks like rotting fish and old blood. And this plague likely drove the Nile River crocodiles up onto land, which is a whole other set of problems the Egyptians had to contend with. You know, sometimes after a hurricane in Florida or Louisiana, you'll see somebody's video, right, where they've got an alligator in their garage or in their pool or on their porch. It's been driven up because of all the winds and the rain and everything. Well, probably had that going on in Egypt, too. It's not even mentioned here. So look at verse 22. Then the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments. And Pharaoh's heart grew hard. And he did not heed them as the Lord had said. Pharaoh's magicians, again, they're using demonic power. They could only duplicate the judgment and make things worse. They couldn't make things better. They couldn't clear up the Nile River and make it pure again. Listen, the Bible says the devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to make things worse in the world and worse in your life. Not better. He never makes things better. Just makes things worse. He wants to add to the chaos and to the calamity. Not clear it up. And as a result of this judgment, Pharaoh's heart grew hard. The Bible says a broken and contrite heart, God will never turn away. God gives grace to the humble. But Pharaoh hardened his heart. Verse 23, and Pharaoh turned and he went in his house. And neither was his heart moved by this. And so all the Egyptians dug all around the river for water to drink. Because they could not drink the water of the river. They had to dig wells to find fresh water to drink. And seven days passed after the Lord had struck the river. So it stays like this for seven days. And Pharaoh just hardens his heart against the Lord. And we'll stop there. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these chapters in the book of Exodus and Lord, we thank you for our redemption and all that you've done in redeeming us and saving us and delivering us and making us your children and becoming our Father in heaven. We thank you for the Holy Spirit and the Spirit-filled life you provide for us. We thank you for the future and the hope that we have with you one day in heaven. Lord, your promise is if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of our flesh. 
So may we walk in the Spirit, Lord, yielding to you, giving you control. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Did you know that Ring of Truth is a listener-supported ministry aimed to bring you God's Word wherever you're at? Whether you're at home or on the road, we're here to help you grow in your faith. You love to stay connected through social media? Find us on Facebook. Listen to us on iTunes and our podcast. There are numerous other ways to stay up to date with what's happening at Ring of Truth. All you have to do is go to calvaryec.com to get started. Our mission and vision and what we believe can be found on our website as well. In case you didn't catch that website, it's calvaryec.com. Ring of Truth is a radio ministry that comes to you from Columbia, Maryland. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. For those of you who aren't morning people, we also have a Sunday afternoon service at 12.30 p.m. Or you're welcome to come Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Take your pick, but please, come if you're in the area. Did you know that live stream is available for those unable to attend in person? For all of our long-distance listeners, we hope you'll utilize this tool to stay connected. Pastor Dan has been teaching from the book of Exodus, and he's not done yet. Be sure to come back again as he continues pulling nuggets from this Old Testament book. Thanks for staying tuned in today to Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.